This program is powered by Tascam. Tascam's mini studio creator, US42, is your new personal production and online broadcast studio featuring a professional quality audio interface and a number of unique real-time effects. The mini studio creator delivers everything you need for your podcast or webcast. Find out more at Tascam.com, part of the Gibson family of brands. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is Brett, Derek, and Mike. And for some reason, I don't understand why I'm not getting much volume out of my mic this week. I'm hearing you fine. Yeah, you sound okay to me. Well, then I guess I'll just fix it in post. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> um, <laughs> How you guys doing? Good. Good. But it feels like we've done this before. Yeah, I'm having deja vu. <laughs> yes. Fujade. Fujade. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes. I'm going to tout this because I'm kind of excited about it. This is episode 199. So close to 200. So close. And this is the final episode yeah. of the 100s. Yes. Um, it's been fun. <laughs> the, We're going to the twos. We have started the first contest of the 200th episode giveaway. Uh, currently up for another day or two. Uh, I think there might be a day left after this post. Uh, currently, it's Dark Horse Comics Witcher prize pack. Two figurines from Witcher the Hunt, a enamel pin set, and Art of Witcher hardback book. Nice. Uh, total value is about 115 bucks, And we thank you to Dark Horse for, for their generous donation to to our giveaway. Uh, next up will be Comic Bento subscription box. A Comic Bento box. That will be the next giveaway coming as soon as the Dark Horse Witcher pack is over. So, uh, and then after that, we will have a comic book gift pack with four issues signed by Joe Caramagna of uh, it's two Star Wars, well, a Star Wars trade paperback a Darth Vader trade paperback, Vader Down number one, and Darth Vader Annual number one, along with the books from Joe Caramagna, a trade paperback from Image Comics will be shipped direct from Image to you, and possibly some books from Valiant as well, and then... I am donating myself because my wife happened to pick up two copies with the show in mind of this one book about a secret origin Green Lantern trade paperback. Hey, nice. Nice. So that's going to be thrown in for that pack. Uh, another prize will be USB Zoe microphone and you and the MH510 studio headphones from CAD Audio. Uh, we also have a superhero box, if I did not already say that. Um, I don't think you did. A and finally a original comic art page 
from Pirates of the Dark Water. So all these uh, by the end of the year, and all prizes will ship after January 3rd. Just got to have time to get all this done and everything compiled. So That is prize- really good stuff. Yeah. yeah, it is. yeah. So uh, also, too, I want to give a shout-out to Kat Cressida. Now, if I'm per- mispronouncing her name, well, you know what? She got, She's coming on sometime next year, and she could correct us. And Kat, if you're listening, I, I challenge you to post on Twitter that you heard our shout-out on this episode. I, I want to see if you're listening. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing from her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is known for voice work in World of Warcraft Legion, Fallout, Skylanders, Disney Infinity. Uh, she does a voice in Batman Arkham Knight, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Marvel Heroes. She is uh, Elektra, Guild Wars, Diablo 3. Uh, she played multiple voices in Phineas and Ferb. Uh, she was Uda in Archer. Uh, she was Miss Darling in Tinkerbell. One of my favorites, though. She's Dee Dee from Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, that's great. I have always loved Dexter's Laboratory. Ah, oh, me too. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, she was also in uh, Jackie Chan Adventures, Men in Black series. She did an episode. Um, she was a voice in the movie Tarzan. Um she was in Babylon 5 as Cat the bartender. Um, she That's has a very impressive resume. <clears throat> she is the voice you hear at the character <clears throat> spot at Epcot. She's the voice of the Black Widow Bride in the Haunted Mansion. She is... She's another voice somewhere at Disney. I can't remember off the top of my head. She's the voice you hear on... Uh, Oh, where's the ones of herself? Uh, she's done some stuff for ESPN. Um, of course, they don't list that on IMDb. Um, but yeah, I mean, very, very well-known actress. Yes, Newman. Her name is Kat. So, um, she she will be on sometime next year, uh, by April. So uh, she is heard as the announcer, her daily as the announcer on ESPN. Uh <laughs> And receives as much fan mail as as the two on-air stars of the hit ESPN show, Pardon the Interruption. Oh, that's that's her voice? That's oh, her wow. voice. I watch that show all the time. So, um, but yeah, she does quite a bit of, of stuff for ESPN as well, so. That's awesome. Nice. Um, she voice matches several ho- of Hollywood's leading Larry, uh, ladies. <laughs> leading Larry's uh, awesome. That too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything from films to Disney parades to records, toys, <laughs> CD-ROM games. Uh, some of her most recent ma- matches include Kim Bassinger, Joan Cusack, Claire Danes, and Nicole Kidman. No kidding. So, cannot wait wait to have her. Yeah, really. She is going to be awesome. I am so excited. I really am. Yeah, that'll be awesome. She'll be great to talk to. Yeah, so I think I've said my piece for for the first couple things. Announced uh, what the official prizes are for the 200th episode giveaway and that shout out to Kat, which I'm waiting for that tweet, Kat. I'm waiting. (laughs) Um, And I love the emails I've been getting from from her people. Says uh, Kat and mentioned something about 
about her remote battle station. I'm like, oh, it's perfect because we come from the above ground, the above ground underwater suborbital volcano lair. So <laughs> the two, the two are meant for each other. So uh, let's move on to the to the first story. Uh, actually, I was surprised. Uh, Not a bad week. Speaking of orbiting. Um- <laughs> Segway. Talk about the Segway, yeah. Star Trek Discovery. (laughs) Star Trek Discovery has uh, found their lead. Uh, Snakewa Martin Green, who you may know as Sasha from The Walking Dead, uh, will be playing uh, the lead actress on the drama. She's going to play Lieutenant Commander, as well as doing double duty on AMC's zombie drama, uh, The Walking Dead. She's going to be playing Sasha as well, so she is going to be a busy later. Later. And lady. <laughs> She'll be a busy lady later. Yes. Right right there with the leading Larrys. Yes. <laughs> I think this is a big uh big um jumper going from kind of a side uh character to being the star of a uh, carrying a Star Trek franchise. Yeah, really. So, uh, have we come up with the show title already? Leading Larry's. Yes. And, and, and what was it you just said? Uh leading later. Yes. Leading laters. Yes. <laughs> About to check the tape. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> we shall do it. Yes. But yeah, I'm surprised that they're going to be should be able to do both both shows at the same time. Well, yeah. there has been some concern expressed that she might not be able to, and they might be killing her character off soon. Walking Dead never does that. <laughs> no, of course not. What? I don't know where they get that idea from. Now you're going to tell right. me they're going to kill Glenn off. <laughs> oh wait, spoiler alert. <laughs> they're not. They're not going to kill off Abraham, are they? No, they would never kill him. Gotta have the buzz cut, redhead. Right. <laughs> uh, he was an awesome character, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he played he, him great. He got killed off a little too soon, right? Yeah, because he gets yeah. killed off a little later in the in the comics. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a twofer with uh, Negan for that one because usually in the comics it was just Glenn. Yeah. I don't know why they felt they had to. Probably for the shock value. Yeah. Yeah, to mix it up. Because after the uh, cliffhanger where everybody was complaining, they were like, well, here you go. We're not hitting <laughs> you know who we're going to kill? This, this is going to be one of those cliffhangers that you're going to beat your head in for. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, pretty big news because it's going along with uh, Star Trek's kind of history of being um, diverse and leading in that kind of kind of thing. Uh, she's a she's first African American uh, woman to lead the cast of Star Trek Ensemble, um, fulfilling a years long goal by the project's original showrunner Brian Fuller. Uh, the series will also have the TV's franchise's first openly gay character, a lieutenant played by Anthony Rapp. Okay, speaking of Star Trek, an openly gay character, um, I know you talked about just watching um, Star Trek Beyond. I had just watched it myself, and I loved the tribute and the nod to George Takei mm-hmm. with the Sulu character when they get yeah. to the when they get to the one starbase. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, Sulu's gay in the in the series or in the movie series. Right. I am perf- perfectly cool and down with that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that, even though he wasn't, but right. But I can see his I told, point, too. I totally missed. Takei wasn't cool with it? Nope, because it, uh, <coughs> because he felt like they changed the character from what he was originally, what Gene Roddenberry's original vision for him was. Okay, but... He, he was he was flattered that they did it, but he had he wished they hadn't changed his character. And I think this is an L1 proposition. <laughs> it's a Kobayashi Maru. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
But it's like people would say there wasn't enough diversity and he should have been gay, and now he's saying he was saying that they shouldn't have made him gay just for just to add the diversity. Okay, see, like like they should have had a different gay care somebody else be gay. Oh. See, I saw it as yeah. it w- it was kind of a nod to him as a person. Well, that's how it was intended, and he did see that part of it. But he also, on the other hand, like I said, he felt like they they shouldn't have changed the character. For that right. reason. But they rebooted alternate universe where even the Spock character is not quite the same. True. Bones isn't quite the same. I mean, Sulu's yes. still top helmsman. He's still got the aspirations of being a captain. He's still the one that when Spock and Kirk leave the ship, he takes the chair. The only thing changed is the orientation of the character. Yeah, I guess it goes with the you can't please everybody all the time. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, they with the new with the new reality, the new timeline of the show or of the series. I think it's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I it's think he would gorgeous. just have rather have seen them bring in a new mm-hmm. character to be gay rather than changing Sulu. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't really know if I wonder how Gene Roddenberry would have felt about it. Yeah. Well, they never really said his orientation in the originals, did they? No, that's never like had a love interest or anything in there. No. And back then, they didn't really when the original series was done. Yeah, they definitely didn't talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so when when it was brought about, I mean, you you would almost suspect Mud as being a gay character with his flamboyance, even though he had. Mud's Women, which was one of the episodes, um, you, he would come across more of being gay than the cast. Than, mm. So, yeah, I mean... I mean, he wasn't... Uh, that was a time period where it, it was still kind of... I mean, it was starting to come out, but it was still hush. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a huge thing with uh, the kiss between Kirk and uh, Ura. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was like taboo back then so yeah. being gay that would be like oh, oh yeah stratosphere <laughs> they probably would have canceled the show <laughs> right well again remember what uh vivek was talking about on um on the episode he was on with brian epstein mm-hmm. right oh yep. speaking of which we have a copy of the fifth beetle autographed by vivek as a giveaway as well that will go out in the comic pack oh cool nice so it's gonna be one huge it's almost like our own comic bento of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, not to take away from comic bento themselves, because Jeff and the gang, they're awesome. Oh, they're, yeah. they're absolutely awesome. We're just copying. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just saying it's easier to categorize all the books into one and mm. giving them away. Yeah. So we have how it's, how it's really done with comic bento, and then how we do it. Is, right. Is, so... <laughs> Um, like uh, the top comment, well, geez, guess Sasha's dying in the season finale. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're saying. <laughs> uh, well, how about this? Uh, dying but not dying. David Ayer has come out and been tagged to direct with Margot Robbie the Harley Quinn spinoff movie, Gotham City Sirens. I have mixed uh, feelings about that. Now, uh... The no other characters have been teased for this, but uh, we do know it's going to be Margot Robbie who will return as Harley. Which I I enjoyed her Harley in Suicide Squad. Yeah, she Spot. was really good. She was probably the best part of the movie, I'd say, um, except for the accent. I, I, oh yeah, I could I could have used more of the like Tara Strong aspect to the character. 
Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of, yeah, more of the clowny tone, or I, I don't know what type of tone you would put with that. Uh, the thing I didn't like, both about her and the Joker, and it's no offense to you, Derek, because I know you have them, is the tattoos. I didn't think the tattoos or or the grills on the Joker's no, teeth. I agree completely. That were, was, bef- yeah. were befitting those characters. No, I didn't at all. Especially the way they did them. Now, that's, I didn't, was, that's why. That's part of why I didn't like. Like, I didn't like his portrayal of the Joker. I didn't like the fact either that he didn't have the, uh, the stretched smile either. Yeah, you know, always smiling. Yeah, that is so much the Joker. Yeah, that's what makes the Joker the Joker. I mean, Heath Ledger's had the scars that stretched into the smile, so he right. still had awesome. the permanent smile. Right. I mean, it was a different take of it, but there was, but to see how you know she fell into the acid and everything, else, cool. That's how she got her bleach skin. But why didn't her hair turn green? Right. You know, type thing. It. How come she didn't get the facial disfiguration like he should have gotten? Well, they explain it because obviously he didn't get the the facial mutation or, or disfiguration. So. Um, but like I said, no other characters have been teased, uh, but they are now specifically say it will be a villain team up movie movie rather than the previously rumored birds of prey angle. Uh, Geneva, Geneva Robertson Dorwett, who penned the script for Sherlock Holmes three and the upcoming Tomb Raider reboot will write the screenplay. That clashes with the reports that Christina Hudson was tapped to write the script when the Birds of Prey name was still attached. So it's possible that developed into a different movie without Harley. So, uh, of course, this is coming from IO9. So I'm going to pause here. Y'all's thoughts on a potential Birds of Prey movie? Oh, I love I would, it. If it's oh, sunrise. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. Even though we're, we're now getting a Barbara Gordon that we haven't seen how she becomes Oracle. I think they can do yeah. it. In, I mean, they do everything else in flashbacks. I mean, how many yeah, times have yeah. we seen Batman's origin? Uh, I know. Flashbacks. Yeah, I, I think, think, I think yeah. they can work into it. I think they could do that, yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm a little stuffed up. Uh... So to continue on, uh, maybe the more unsurprising move, considering Ayer's involvement, is uh, in the in the character debut in the DCEU, um, was the fact that fans really didn't exactly love Suicide Squad. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure they're probably not too happy to see his return. You know, I'd much rather see his return than Zack Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I will say this could be worse. Yeah. Michael Bay. Oh, no. <laughs> Am I uh, the only one that likes Transformers movies? Yes. Apparently so. <laughs> I don't, well, the trailer for Transformer The Last Night didn't look too bad. I have not watched it. it, it it's it's not too bad. I, 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 it, I don't know if I trust it still, but it's not too bad. Um... The Hollywood Reporter report also says a Deadshot spinoff is being looked at as well, 
but Gotham City Sirens was the furthest along and will now be fast-tracked into production. Mm-hmm. So there we have it. Yeah, they've they've definitely got history together in the comics and things, so there's a lot of different ways that they can they okay. go with them. So yeah. other characters besides Harley that we want to see in this? Well, I mean, I would want to see... I would want to see, like, in the old Batman the Animated Series cartoon with... Uh, I'd like to see her team up with, like, Har- uh, Poison I- Ivy and Catwoman. Well, Ivy, Ivy's a big... is almost a supporting cast in the Harley books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's almost like... The, and the thing I love about the Harley books is it almost turns Harley into a anti-hero. She's not a villain, but she's not a hero either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what they they started doing with Poison Ivy as well. Mm. Um, the other option, what about uh, Catwoman? Yeah, huh. I would love to see that. So I'm going to say, I have no idea what they're doing with her in the Batman books. I feel like I'm reading a drug trip every time I'm, I'm reading these the, the Batman <laughs> series now. <laughs> It's like so weird, and it's like a letter written by somebody and intermixed with like current date, current time. It's just like so confusing of what's going on with him and Bane. Oh yeah, I would like to done. see. I would like to see Catwoman in the movie, but only if they could bring back Halle Berry. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> bite your tongue. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm definitely just kidding. Next, you're gonna next you're gonna say you want Channing Tatum as Gambit. <laughs> I'm very upset that I'm not gonna have that. <laughs> Speaking of which, that, that thing's been dead for a long time. I haven't heard anything about that it thing. Was, I think it was dead before it was officially dead. <laughs> right. I think it died as soon as Channing Tatum's name was put to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, well, speaking... I'd like to see Robin, Robin or Nightwing in it. Would be cool. Oh, there we go. Channing yeah. Tatum as Nightwing. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who would you cast as Nightwing? Can me cast as Nightwing? Yes. Jordan Go- Gordon Lovett would have been a great choice that, for it. That, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Yeah, but, that would. But as far as I'm concerned, kill the, the, the Nolan universe is dead. Yeah, I think. Let it, let it die and let those characters go off. Uh, current? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Um, that's a good question. Try to think who who I mean what age range do we want to put him in? Probably like in his twenties like he is now. Yeah. In younger days I might have suggested uh Tom Cruise. I would never suggest Tom Cruise. I would never suggest Tom Cruise. <laughs> I mean do you want him to have a slight comedic aspect to him? Not super or, he, does, or, he does tell jokes and stuff, but not Yeah. Um if you want to go with the the spy-ish aspect, uh, what about the guy from The Kingsman? If he was able to pull off an English or American accent. The young guy? Yeah. yeah. The one that yeah. gets converted. Yeah. I'd see that. Uh, the other, another choice would be the kid from uh, Ender's Game who played Ender. Hmm. That could be. I haven't seen him since that movie. Has he been anything? I don't think so. Is he, is he the right age? Should, he would be uh, now. Those those would be, I would say probably the kid from Ender's Game more than uh, Kingsman. Asa Butterfield. Yes, I'm not sure how old he is. One second here, nineteen. So yeah, it'd be close. Be close. Mm. Younger in. Go right at the do Nightwing do it right at the switch. Yeah, he just switches. Yeah. So um, as we're reminiscing about comic book characters, how about this? Free comic book day is a hundred and forty days away. Wow. 
That means it's going to be warm weather in 140 days. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's, go ahead. they started announcing some of the free comic day books that we Yay. will see on free comic book days in May when the snow is gone and the temperature isn't 13 degrees outside. And oh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to get down to 53 here tonight. Oh, Joe. <laughs> that's, like that's a heat wave for us now. Right. Us so, northerners have it tough. I know. Uh, I'm struggling down here. Or up here <laughs> in the north. Yeah. <laughs> so, on uh, an article on Gizmodo, they, they g- give a rundown of some of the books coming out on free comic book days. I'm over, takes place. I'm over on uh, Free Comic Book Day's website, so I will pick up whatever books they don't mention. So Free Comic Book Day is going to be on May 6th, and some of the things we can look forward to is uh, from Archie Comics, uh, Free Comic Book Day, Betty and Veronica number one. Yes. Uh, it says, it's Betty versus Veronica. Betty and Veronica are America's sweethearts until they turn on each other. Pop's chocolate shop is being taken over by a huge coffee company. When Betty and Veronica go head-to-head over the issue, all bets are off. Friendships will shatter, cities will burn, nails will be broken. (laughs) Betty and Veronica are back in this all-new number one from comics legend Adam Hughes. And I think, uh, I love Adam Hughes' artwork. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how he is as a writer, but he is both writing and drawing Betty and Veronica. Now, from Bongo Comics, we get the Free Comic Book Day Bongo Comics Free For All. They've had some good books in the past. Yeah. Granian's doing it all. Yeah, he's doing the whole thing. Writer, artist, everything. Get in line for the foremost Free Comic Book Day four-color giveaway of the year. When Bart injures his back and has to use a rolling backpack, he turns weakness into strength as the leader of the backpack pack. (laughs) Try saying that ten times fast. (laughs) No, thank you. <laughs> then Homer and Bart pull an all-nighter and put themselves on high alert to prevent a potential home invasion. Oh, that's interesting. I see that going like home alone. Yes. <laughs> Rod and Todd Flanders get separated from Ned Flanders in downtown Springfield and find themselves on an odyssey fraught with many <coughs> mostly imagined dangers. All that and much, much more. And it's all free. Yes, he said free. Yay. Like uh, free. Next, free is spectacular. <laughs> Next, we have Boom Studios with their Boom Studios Summer Blast Free Comic Book Day Edition. Uh, Boom Studios. And don't forget, when you go to your comic book shop to pick these up, buy something else in the store. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea, after all. Yep. I actually usually make, uh, no, sometimes I make two trips to the store that week. Oh, uh, usually, yeah, usually I do as well. And this is when I pick up the, I won't pick up books out of my subscription box. On that Saturday, right? I pick up something else that I might not usually pick up. Yeah, like a trade paper. I'll go. I'll go my normal day to pick up my subscription box, and then I'll go on the Saturday, get the free stuff, and then pick something up. Some eh, sometimes trade paperback or couple or like new, you said, couple new titles that you might not normally get. Yeah, something different. Some Funko Pops. Funko Pops, <laughs> yeah. T-shirt. All kinds of stuff. So, the Boom Studio Summer Blast is jam-packed with three stories of mice, monsters, and one supernatural punk band. Woohoo! In an original Archaea short story of David Peterson's Mouse Guard, which is a beautiful book. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right, because Boom and Ar- Archaea have uh, merged. Yeah. 
A pair of young furs learn a lesson from a grizzled guard mouse on what it means to be a hunter. Next, get a sneak peek of the upcoming Kaboom series, Brave Chief Brianna, to prove herself as a great chief. I mean, I chef. chef. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. It's chef. How? <laughs> Me brave chef. Well, we are doing great today. <laughs> I know. Well, I was reading that. I'm like, to prove herself as a great chief. No, chef, because it says Brianna starts her own restaurant. I'm like, why would a chief start a restaurant? <laughs> that does not make sense. <laughs> Le- leading Larry's in brave chief restaurants. <laughs> I think that works the, better. So to prove herself as a great chef, Brianna starts her own restaurant because that's what you would do as a chef. Not a chief. Not a chief. But the only <laughs> town she can afford to set up shop in is Monster City. That doesn't sound good. Nope. Finally, the Lumberjanes introduce <clears throat> your favorite, your new favorite boombox series, Cody and the Creepies. Cody and her sisters are members of a band heading for the gig of their lives, so long as no one realizes that Cody is actually a ghost. Ooh. <laughs> Creepy. The Lumberjanes are a fun, it's a fun comic. I've heard I've, that, but I've never uh, actually read it. I, yeah, I've, I've got it on, I had it on uh, the Comicology Unlimited. It's like I check out some trades of it. Not too bad. Really? I'll have to check it out one of these days. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Hey, Brent, you might have ten bucks to go towards a Lumberjanes gra- uh, trade on Comicology. Ah, I think I from last year. Yeah, or is that Derek that still needs to use it? I already used mine. Uh, it is Derek and I'll Jules. Have I'll have to check that. I thought I used it, but maybe not. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I love my uh, bag of holding that I got from uh, Think Geek from uh, Derek's gift card from last year. Oh, did yeah. you get it? Yeah, it's sweet. Nice. I. I- I still haven't used mine yet, um, but there's a couple things. I'm still trying to get over to the actual Think Geek store because that's where I want to pull it off at. Yeah, I just found out I have one up in New Hampshire, which is not too far from me. But well, that's cool. Yeah, I'll have to go check it out. I just bought my dad's Christmas present on Think Geek, actually. Oh, nice! It's a, it's a like a Star Trek uh, display. It has it lights up and it displays like the uh, schematics <coughs> of the Enterprise. Oh, that's cool! Yeah. Hopefully, your dad doesn't listen to the show, or else he's spoiled. Ah, my dad don't. My dad <laughs> don't know technology. <laughs> my dad, my dad refused to buy a DVD player, so I had to get him one for Christmas years ago, and now he loves DVDs. <laughs> nice. Well then. As long as you're there to troubleshoot it when problems arise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, anyway, so back to the article. <laughs> From Dark Horse Comics, we have Briggsland, James Cameron's Avatar. Why? Free comic book day edition. Why? Just, just because... Uh Avatar Land supposed to open next year at Animal Kingdom. Uh, are they? I thought I heard rumors that they're coming out with a sequel. They are, or, or like a few more it's, actually. Yeah, it's like yeah. closer now. See if that truly happens. Yeah, this says return to the wilds of Pandora and the world of the Navi from James Cameron's groundbreaking. I wouldn't well <coughs> visually visually groundbreaking visually film groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah, as Jake Sully connects with the flying Torah, the majestic great Leonopteryx, by remembering. The depth of his bond with his twin brother and great partnerships of history and legend. Ugh. 
Also included right, in the honestly. Secessionist, yeah, I know, right? Set in a secessionist community in rural, rural America, Jeez. Grace Briggs is trying to guide her family peacefully through trying times. But when confronted with armed militia running an opioid ring in, on her land, she must take commanding steps. Briggs Land is currently in development for television at AMC. I've heard it's a good book. Hmm. I've heard it's a good book. I just don't see the need for them to do uh, Avatar. I really don't. Yeah. Is- I don't either. Is there any Avatar comic out? I no. don't know. I don't know no. if there's a current one. I know it's been out okay. in the past. Oh, I've never read any of them. Probably safer that way. Yeah. Ooh, listen to this one. DC Comics Gold Book. A special top secret project too big to announce. Please Until check fe- back in the in February. February issue of previews <laughs> and at freecomicbookday.com for future updates. I feel like uh, the kid that uh, from a Christmas story when he finds out that his uh, decoder rings as an advertiser for for Ovaltine. It's, uh, it's like it's like really you're not gonna we have to wait till February to find out what's going on. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, IDW Publishing is going to put out Star Trek: The Next Generation: Mirror Broken. <coughs> yes, space the final frontier. These are the voyages of the ISS Enterprise. ISS. Yes. The alternate universe. Oh, remember, that's right. Yeah, remember yeah, yeah, the original right. series uh, where yes, Spock has the goatee? Yes, I they, do. They never really pulled off that universe in uh, in Next Generation, so I'm kind of glad they're doing it now in the book. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it's a continuing mission to conquer strange new worlds, to enslave new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before, return to the mirror universe with the Next Generation crew in a way you've never seen them before in this prequel to the upcoming Star Trek The Next Generation miniseries. Mirror broken. Captain Picard will stop at nothing to get his hands on the Terran Empire's newest starship, the Enterprise-D, and no one had better stand in his way. That sounds interesting. Evil Picard. (laughs) I I love the look of Picard in this. Mm. He looks awesome. Yes. That is going to be an awesome story. I'm definitely going to read that. Uh, I love uh, how South Park uh, did it. I don't think I saw that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find it on YouTube or something. Here, Here's the... I'm going to send you guys a picture of the cover. It oh, yeah, I saw that. Looks that looks awesome. Awesome. Yep. Uh, also, too, um, from Image Comics, I Hate Image. It's all written by Scotty Young. Yep, art by Scotty Young. Yep. It's, uh, I guess, an original story. Gertrude has been stuck in Fairyland for decades, so she comes out, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, Marvel has a Spider-Man plus secret title. I bet you this is going to be a tie-in to, uh, with the way they have Spider-Man done, I bet you it's going to be a a tie-in to Homecoming. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, Ani Press has Rick and Morty, which I need to watch the show more because everyone keeps saying it's it's a twisted version of Back to the Future. I've never seen it, but I've been hearing good things about it. I want to. I definitely want to watch it. Uh, Titan Comics has a Doctor Who issue out. That's nice. interesting, too. I didn't yeah. know Titan had the uh, rights to them. I didn't either. Uh, Valiant. This one I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, XO Manowar special. <laughs> because they're bringing back XO Manowar uh, next month. Oh, are they? Uh, yeah, next month. Oh. Jeff Lemire's uh, writing it, so it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, it was... It begins the march towards the bloodshot salvation with a first appearance of a major character. Uh-huh. Uh, Viz Media is doing a Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess of Karina of Time. Ocarina of Time? 
Yep. So that's conclude the books there. So, um, so that's what's coming for Free Comic Book Day. Nice water bottle, Brett. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I realize where I put it down because I'm not. I don't have Skype up. <laughs> Brett the bubble boy. Brett the bottle boy. <laughs> So, um, speaking of Brett, I think you mentioned this, um... Let's let's start kind of since it's almost it, it's our last real uh, well I won't say real episode of the year uh, it's almost turning into the milestone episodes are 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 Weeby Awards and a chance to for us to reflect on Weeby Geeks as a whole for the year but why don't we take the opportunity and do some um, some recaps from what people other people are saying are best of worst of for 2016 yeah we're uh, starting off with the best comic of 2016 as uh, put up by the editors of uh, from Barnes and Noble. Um, the first one that they've got is Black Panther, A Nation Under Our Feet, book one. Um, this is written by people outside the world of comics, um, done by a social commentator and author of National Book Award winner um, Ta-Nisi Coates. Um, perfectly marries his own concerns and style with superhero action and elf. Afrofuturism and the tale of a terrorist group that challenges the child's roles and beliefs. Uh, Brian Shelfreeze does the art, and uh, they definitely think this is a good one. You can buy it for eleven ninety three. Another one that I've heard a lot of buzz on is Paper Girls, volume number one, uh, by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang. Uh, that's been getting a lot of buzz for kind of the indie type Yeah, uh, I've, been, folks. I've been reading that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Is that Image? Yes. Yes. And Faith, Volume 1, is the next one, Hollywood and Vine. Um, she breaks off from her supergroup and breaks out on her own and tells her life as she moves to Hollywood and picks up her life. Okay. Doctor Strange, Volume 1, The Way of the Weird, by Jason Aaron and Chris Bacalo. This I would highly recommend. Yes. Highly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything with, with uh, Jason Aaron. Yeah, Bacalo does uh, great art. Yeah, and I love Doctor Strange, so hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got Omega Men, the complete series by Tom King and Barnaby Bungenda. This is kind of was kind of hit or miss for me. I'm not sure what they were trying to do with it. I guess because my only experience really with the Omega Men was with the back in the 80s with the Titans crossovers and things like that. Right. And I'm not sure what Kyle Rayner had had to do with the group from from the Green Lanterns. Oh yeah. But it was definitely uh, critically uh, well received. Next one is a different one. Uh, Vision Volume One. Oh, a little worse than a man. That and was we know so uh, good. Derek really likes it. Oh, I highly recommend that one. I'm uh, really liking the uh, Champions with uh, his daughter in it. Yeah, yeah. He's like yeah, a really that's interesting good so character. Next one I'm not real familiar with, Monstrous Volume 1, Awakening. Oh, uh, that's a great Mar- book, too. By Marjorie M. Liu and Sana Takeda. The artwork in that book is just stunning. It's just beautiful. Yeah. That's another book I highly recommend. They create a stunningly beautiful alternate Asia as a background of the story of Maika Harwolf, yeah. Hellwolf, a woman in necromantic conflict with the Kamiya, a coven of dark witches. <coughs> want Maika's life energy to fuel their spells. Yeah, it's very, uh, you gotta pay attention when you're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty deep? Yeah, it's pretty deep. It doesn't say, um, who these are released by. Uh, I mean, as far as the, whether it's Image or somebody else. I think that one is Image, but I'm not 100% okay. sure. Next one is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur Volume 1 BFF. Eric would be happy about that one. <laughs> I've seen it out. I haven't actually read it. Have you guys? No. 
Eric Eric's been picking it every week or every month when it comes out. Um, I haven't read it, but it's one of those that's not quite up my alley either. Yeah, yeah. It's a kind of a spinoff because I remember Devil Dinosaur, wasn't he with uh, Captain America and uh, Secret Wars? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's series. Right. I think that's where I'm not sure where Moon Girl came from. I don't know. Next one, Tokyo Ghost Volume 1, Atomic Garden, by Rick Remender and Sean Murphy. I'm not really a fan of Rick Remender's. Did he he was the Avengers? Yeah. Avengers yeah, he is. And uh, Cap. Okay. I like this Cap stuff. His Avengers stuff, he did the pre, like with the, uh, the incursion one? No, that was he, Jason Aaron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then we've got a Doom Control by Doom Patrol by Grant Morrison and Richard Case. I would love to read that. Yes. I love Grant Morrison and yeah. Doom, Doom Patrol is Doom awesome Patrol too. Is awesome, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've got Invader Zim Volume One. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> <laughs> By Johan Van Vesquez and Eric Truhart. This is uh, something that you read, Invader Mike? Zim. Uh, I catch it every now and then. Yeah. Okay. Is it off of a cartoon? Yeah. Uh, okay. Zim, Zim was voiced by um, Richard Horowitz. Horowitz. Okay. So yeah, it, next it's, couple. It's it, it's a fun show. I mean, I, I that was one that I got into, and in the book, like I said, I pick up every now and then. It's one of those. Ah, okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> it looks like it's a continuation of the much missed show, which left television in two thousand six. Yeah. I, I wish it didn't leave when it did. Next one is Star Wars Volume 1 by Jason oh. Aaron, John Cassidy. Yeah. Smoke Bianchi and Stuart Immelman. <coughs> Spectacular. Yep. Yes. The as next well is Star Wars Darth Vader Volume 1, Karen yes. Gillan and Salvador LaRocca. Awesome. Such a great series. Yep. Spider Gwen Volume 1, Greater Power. By Jason Another. Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. This, this series has been kind series. of hit or miss with me. I haven't, I haven't really been reading it, but it's interest. It's an interesting concept. I like Spider Gwen, but I don't yeah. know. It's okay. It's not one that. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, she just didn't make the cut. I'm afraid. <laughs> Next one I'm really loving. Uh, the all-new Wolverine Volume 1, The Four Sisters. Yeah, that one's by awesome. Tom Taylor and David Lopez. I love yeah. this series. Oh, I actually yeah. love uh, Laura better as a Wolverine than I did Logan. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. feeling that way, too, at the moment. Yeah, I just, I just never... I know everybody loves Wolverine. I never really got what the attraction was for him. To him. I used to feel that way, yeah. Then he kind of grew on me. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I, I take. I could take or leave Wolverine. Yeah, but I like X twenty three as Wolverine. So this has been a really good series. I love the four sisters too. I love the her clones. They're great. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I love uh, the Wolverine she got from from Squirrel Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Just traveling around with the live Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Um, next, we've got the White Donkey Terminal Lance by Maximilian Uriarte. I've never heard of that one. No. Developed from real life Marine Uriarte's satirical webcomic and using some of the same characters, White Donkey tells a somewhat more serious story of Abe who braves drudgery and danger while serving in Iraq. Hmm. Well, sounds interesting. Yeah. This has been kind of a surprise one. Next one, Mockingbird Volume 1. I can explain. I, I like. Su- uh, yeah, I was Chelsea surprised Kane that there was and, that that there was enough to put out a a trade paperback for. Yeah, there was like eight eight issues. Okay, yeah. I enjoyed that book myself, and I love yeah. the the artwork is great and all, and mm. I kind of wish that it had stuck around. Yeah. <coughs> 
Black Widow Volume One: Shields Most Wanted by uh, Mark Wade and Sammy. That's pretty good. I too. love that book. Yeah, that one's awesome. Of course, you know Mark Wade. You know, yeah, it's, you can't really go wrong with him. And and Chris Samney's art is beautiful. Yeah, it's, it really yeah. fits the story well. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were just off of Daredevil. He and both the artists. Yeah. That's cool. Next, Rick and Morty, Volume 2 by Zach Gorman, CJ Cannon, Andrew McLean, Ryan Hill, and Mac- Mark Ellerby. That's another cartoon I want to check out. Mm-hmm. I think Jules has been pushing that, or somebody's been mentioning that. Next, we've got Saga, Volume 6, of course. That book is awesome. I love Saga. Yep. Uh, by Brian K. Maughan. He's got two books in the... Uh, Fiona Staples has got two books in the top. Next yeah. one, ODC Cycle 1 by Matt Fraction and Christian Ward. I have not read that one. I wouldn't mind reading it, though. Matt Fraction, like, yeah. his, like his writing. Looks yeah. interesting. Can't go wrong yeah. with that. <coughs> Next one is March by John Lewis, Andrew Aiden, and Nate Powell. I heard of that one either. I've heard of it. It's about the, uh, the civil rights movement and stuff. Okay. It's told by John Lewis, uh, who's now a senator, but he was a big part of the marches back then with uh, Martin Luther King and stuff. Gotcha. It's supposed to be really good. We've got Giant Days Volume 2 by John Allison, Lisa Tryman, and Whitney Corger. I've never heard of that one. We love the first volume of creator John Allison's quickly coming-of-age series in this year's second following the adventures of new friends Susan, Esther, and Daisy during their freshman year at college. That doesn't seem to be up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A Wonder Woman or Earth One Volume One by Morrison and Yannick Paquette. All these Earth uh, Earth One series I've liked so far that I've seen. Yeah. Wonder Woman seventy seven. Glad to see you. Next on the list. Next Aquaman Volume Seven Exiled. They must have done that. I for Eric. They must have done that yeah. for Eric Esquivel. I wasn't real excited about this run at the end of the New Fifty Two. I like what they're doing with it now, but I don't like. Uh, I guess I didn't like the costume too much. How they change it. Really? With all the black and stuff. Next one is Joyride Volume 1. Not heard of that one either. Me either. Welcome Back Volume 1. Not heard of that. Blue Monday Volume 1. The kids are all right. Here's one for Mike. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl oh, Volume yeah. 3. Squirrel, you really got me now. I love the name. Squirrel, you really got me now. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that Volume 3, that is... Uh... I forgot what collection that was tied up. Because there was also a one-off of uh, Squirrel Girl Conquers the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Which is a, a great one-shot. She's so. teaming up with Howard the Duck. Oh, my gosh. This is yeah. so your alley. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. They did do a team-up. Yeah, that's, so. in this, that's in this volume. Marvel said, how can we How can we do a book for Mike? That's yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mike. <laughs> so, tell you what. I I think we're going to skip ahead. Uh, I'm not too... Well, actually, I'm going to blow through these next ones. Uh, 15 moments, best moments in comics this year. A new Power Ranger revealed in Power Rangers number nine. Okay. Okay. Uh, The Flintstones deal with commercialism and faith in Flintstones number two. I keep hearing that that book is really good. The Kirks, of, the Kirks in number 13, the Kirks of two realities ponder their journeys in Star Trek number 60. Ooh, that uh, sounds interesting. Bruce Wayne returns in Batman 50. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Number 11, Archie and Veronica. Archie, Veronica, and Betty's love triangle evolves in Archie number 9. Interesting. This one was written for me. Uh, uh, it was from Veronica Fish, uh, former guest of the show. Oh, yeah. That yeah. creative team on that Archie book. Number 10, computer science is extremely metal. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 11. <laughs> <laughs> she is getting the love. Uh, number 9, Barry Allen and Wally West reunite. Uh, reunite in DC Rebirth number one. Oh man, that had all the feels. It's a great moment. I I enjoyed the Rebirth number one title. Mm. Right, that one. Yeah, shot. that was a, that was a great book. Yeah, yeah that uh, was. The gang lands in 2016 in Paper Girls number five. Oh, that was an awesome moment. Uh, Nighthawk tackles police shootings in Nighthawk number three. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gods decide their own fate in Wicked plus the Divine number twenty-two. Another book I haven't read, but I've heard is good. Which is see, you guys should get on that uh, Comicology Unlimited. I've been reading novels for yeah. uh, on there. I think this one deserved to be higher. In number five, Hellboy earns his rest. In Hellboy in Hell, number ten. Oh, nice. This is pretty much where Hellboy, he doesn't utter a single word in the issue. As the conclusion folds around him, instead he gets something comic heroes rarely get. The glory of a well-earned rest. Uh, All the feels. Yeah. (laughs) I I think this is a book I want to go pick up. It should be available as a back issue, so I got back issue bucks to burn. Uh, number four, Darth Vader defies the Emperor. Darth Vader, number 16. So uh, good. Yeah. Uh, number three, Batman reveals his suicide attempt in Batman 12. See, to me, this should have been number five. Yeah. Uh, Marco, Alana, and Hazel reunite in Saga number 36. Ah, uh, yeah, that was a great moment. And see, this one should have been number three. And I, I would put Hellboy here just because of the legacy of Hellboy. Uh, uh, it goes through me, the vision number four. So, um, moving over to the TV world, the 10 best and five worst TV shows of 2016. 10 best. Uh, the Expanse. Never you watched it. I tried watching it. I didn't really get into it. Uh, number two, Game of Thrones. Naturally. Number three, Westworld. Very good. Number four, Luke Cage. Good. <laughs> Number five, Steven Universe. Never heard of it. Heard it. Number six, Stranger Things. Actually, higher. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number seven, The Good Place. Surprisingly good. Hmm. Uh, number eight, Persons of Interest. Why is it even uh, on the list? Yeah, so good. Really? What? What are you guys talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite shows ever. Number nine, Supergirl. That's nice to see on the list. Yeah. Number ten, Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, that show is so awesome. It's hey, one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen on a TV show but I can't describe it (laughs) take away person of interest and replace it with the flash no, yeah, I agree. You don't have I'll jewels fight, here. I'll, to, fight, to, I'll fight over our person of interest. <laughs> you don't have jewels here to, to, to back you up. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go to the, worst. the worst, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Damien. Uh, American Horror Story, Roanoke. Oh, I didn't. I haven't watched that one. Van Helsing. I haven't watched that one. Which, isn't that, wasn't that based on Xenoscope's Van Helsing? It might have been. It was a movie. Uh, Van Helsing was a, was a girl in this, so I, th- I think it was based on oh. Xenoscope's. Okay. And then Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Um, ten best movies of 2016, and number five worst. Uh, number one, Arrival. 
I want to see that. I I don't think these are truly in order. Um, number yeah, two, is, number two is Utopia. Love that. Number three, Captain America: Civil War. Loved it. Loved it. N- number four, it's not even out yet. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Wait, how can they even have that? I know, right? Maybe they've seen it. Number five, Swiss Army Men. Man. I've heard number, that was good. Number six, Is that Moana. Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, number that's six, Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. yeah. Number six, Moana. I've heard that was good. Number mm-hmm. seven, Deadpool. Awesome. I, yeah. I heard that one was okay. <laughs> uh, number eight, The Witch. Witch. Number I have to nine, get my wife does. She loves horror movies, Sam. We haven't seen that one. Huh. Number nine, The Lobster. I've heard that one was good, but it's like a indie film. Number ten. You would think that would be like a required uh, watching over in the and uh, in your area, Derek, and to do with lobster. <laughs> yeah. Lobster. Lobster. Chowder. About lobsters. Chowder. Let's see that lobster movie. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to go park the car and watch the lobster movie. Uh, number 10, Kubo and the Two Strings. I heard it was very good. I haven't seen it. Yeah. And the five worst movies of 2016. Deadpool. Wait, what? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah, I didn't watch that because I knew it would be bad. <laughs> right. The Huntsman Winter's War. Also, I didn't watch that because I heard it would be bad. Yeah. Number three, Gods of Egypt. Also, I didn't watch that <laughs> because I knew it would be bad. <laughs> Number four, I'm going to have to read the description on this one because this came from Gizmodo as well. Um, They agreed with us. Batman, Heart, Superman, The Flop of Justice. Which I did, unfortunately, watch. Yes, we all did. And I love their description. Yep, we had to. Yes, people out there like this movie, and we envy you. We wish we we liked it as much as you do. Do you have any idea how much it hurts to think a movie about Batman fighting Superman is bad? Exactly. But we do. How can you mess that up? But we do. It is. It's overly complicated. Long stretches are beyond Montonius. Monotonous. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, one of those nights. (laughs) Yes. The characters are radically different from how they've been portrayed for decades. Lex Luthor Luthor peed in a jar and then gave it to someone. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even the worst of what he did. We could go on and on. And yes, Wonder Woman is great, but five minutes do do not a movie make. Especially a two and a half hour movie. I agree, agree, and agree. Yep. Uh, and then the final one, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yeah, another one that I didn't see because it looked bad. Although yep. I saw that first one, but come on, Derek, you're supposed to be uh, watching these and taking them, taking ones for the team. <laughs> I needed a break this year. <laughs> <laughs> Cleanse the palate. <laughs> <laughs> to so, save my sanity. <laughs> so, um, if you want to know what our picks are, next week we're going to do the Weeby Awards for our 200th. Yay. So, uh, so join us next week as well. We're going to have the gang from Geek Watch 1 on and uh, nice. maybe a few other surprises. All right. So, um, any final thoughts? I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Brett. Uh, no. Uh, we miss you, Jules, and hope uh, the bun is still in the oven. Hopefully she's able to join us next week. Yes. Baby yes. Watch uh, 2016 is still continuing. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that was Baby Watch 2016.
<laughs> so until next time, when will she have it? Won't she have it? Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.